Can you imagine being in a burning building? I know that's absolutely horrible, but just for a moment, imagine you're in a burning building and someone comes in to rescue you and you say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. Are you a fireman? And they say, no, not actually, but I really respect the profession and I watch a lot of search and rescue on TV, so I'm here to help. How would you feel about that? You probably wouldn't be too happy and you'd probably be a little concerned. And in all honesty, that person would probably be arrested if they didn't burn up in the fire for lack of experience, right? So explain to me why you think it is that people can pretend or say that they are nurses in the healthcare profession when they're actually not. It doesn't make sense to me, and I'm sure it doesn't make sense to you, and that's why we're going to talk about it. So if you listen to the intro of the episode, you probably have a general idea of what this is about, and you may think that I'm a little bit crazy, but this actually comes up as something that happened just recently to a colleague of mine at work, and I kind of was going to put this episode off and do it a little later in the show, but I changed my mind because the more we talked about it and the more I thought about it, the more I realized how often this happens and how it's doesn't seem to be talked about. So this idea that normal civilians or lay people would pretend to be not just somewhat familiar with healthcare ideas, um, but actually that they work in the nursing profession or that they have some real physical knowledge about atomical systems and what's going on is very common that this happens and you know it's really not even frowned upon that I have I've seen it's almost kind of like people just go yeah yeah okay she's a nurse or something I mean I don't know how many times I've had somebody say to me oh you should talk to Billie Jean she's a nurse or something and I talked to Billie Jean and Billie Jean took care of her great aunt Mildred when she had a UTI I mean <laughs> You're not a nurse, Mildred. So, you know, um, anyway, I'm trying to make light of this situation only because it's it's so irritating. Um, so again, I thought about this for some time. And then, you know, it really struck me last night. I was kind of, I'd come home from work and I was just kind of hanging out and doing this TikTok thing, disassociation deal after a pretty rough day. And there was a young lady that came on and said, that she was pretty upset that a lot of people with or without ADHD were going on to TikTok and almost making it a mockery or kind of like making it a trendy thing. Now, it sounds like I have ADHD because I'm literally bouncing all over the place, but hear me out here, okay? So she goes on and says, you know, all these people are saying, you know, you have ADHD if you've got piles of stuff all over the house and you can't clean up or you know, ha ha ha. And, and, and she went into great detail and she went to say how, you know, nobody talks about having ADHD and the impulsivity that comes along with it, such as doing things that you don't think through um, impulsive spending to put you in so much debt that you might, you know, lose your home or lose your car or doing, putting yourself in dangerous situations because you don't think them through that could actually cost you your life or your uh, well-being and how that, TikTok or some individuals on TikTok have made ADHD almost some sort of 
joke or or fad or theme and how upsetting it was for her that they that they were doing this and so it really got me thinking that this is kind of way more serious than I think people take it for especially because at a time right now and I mentioned this in my last episode we're seeing a lot of uh aggression from both patients and family members in the nursing field, at least in the acute care setting where I work. And when I look it up and kind of do some research online, it seems to be a nationwide issue that we're seeing post-pandemic where family members are just honestly feeling like they can talk to and treat nurses and healthcare staff any way they want to, and patients uh, are the same. There's a higher risk of violence. There's a higher risk of nurses getting attacked. There was um, those nurses that were murdered um, in, at that hospital uh, not too long ago. And there's this, this general idea that because you're sick or your family member is sick and you're distraught, that you have every right to treat healthcare staff however you want to. And there's really no nothing that we can do about it. I mean... There are no laws or legislation, at least here in California, that really protect nurses from the violence that we see every day. And so the reason I even bring that up now is because you've got these people out here saying that they're nurses, saying that they work in healthcare, kind of pretending in an all-around kind of way that they're nursing professionals. And then you get people in the cities and in your everyday communities that are taking medical advice from people who aren't experienced healthcare professionals, who are not trained, and nobody follows up and nobody asks what capacity they are a nurse or a medical professional, and it's not safe. And nursing school is more than just going to school. We learn communication skills, uh, we learn how to protect our licenses, we learn how to protect our livelihood, and there's a general uh, respect that comes along with being a nurse. Like, I am very proud of myself. I feel that my profession is very much respected, and I will say shout out to all of the nurses out there because for the 21st year in a row, we have won as of 2023 or have considered the most um, honest and ethical profession in the nation. So um, we're going to do a round of applause for all of us nurses out here. So that being said, I'd like to hold on to that, and I don't really appreciate, none of us appreciate, anybody impersonating a nurse. So I'm going to talk about what happened at work, and and so you can kind of get a general idea of like where I'm coming from here. So um, I can't speak for other professions. I can only speak for nurses, right? And I feel like nurses have something that I'm going to call the nurse code, which is like an I've got your back secret code that we all kind of abide by, right? We generally respect each other on site just because you're a nurse. And like nursing school is like the boot camp of medical uh, education, okay, if you will. You go into this freaking hellhole and you fight for your life. I mean, tooth and nail to the death. You make these bonds with these people that you would never have spoken to or even been any anywhere around maybe your entire life and you're dealing with literal shit and blood and the most disgusting things while taking these tests and being treated like absolute garbage and you think you're going to die and you come out the other side and you're a nurse, right? And I'll tell you, you go on and do the same shit, but it's a lot easier in a lot of aspects, at least for me, okay? So 
we've sacrificed our lives. We've sacrificed these years and this time with our families. And we all get it. Like we all get each other, regardless of what kind of uh, capacity you're in. When you're an RN, you go through the same shit show that we all go through. And so we support each other. So even currently, there are people at work that I wouldn't eat lunch outside of work with. That's not actually true. But uh, that I am very good friends with. They're my family. My work family is definitely a part of my family. Um, So if a patient comes at somebody crazy and is trying to harm them or family members in the way, um, we will all come in like a wrecking ball. Miley Cyrus, I came in like a wrecking ball. That's, I mean, we come together and we fight the good fight, right? And I say that because especially on my unit, we have a uh, clerk, our clerk that answers the phone and does a lot more than answer the phone, but she is like the mama bear to us all. And I don't care what is going on. She pops up out of nowhere and she's like, is there a problem? And I just, I just got, I got to love her. I, lo- I love, I love, I love Miss Wanda for that. So, um, so I don't know if it's the environment that we're in, um, I work 12-hour shifts, as I mentioned before, so we're in a very closed-off, secluded type of environment. We don't really go outside that often. We're all kind of together, working together. We have our own patients, but we help each other out, and it's very much this close-knit, cult-like community. Um, So I don't know if it's like that if you're in other uh, healthcare fields, at least in my critical care, acute care situation, that's how we work. I'm sure that if you work in home health where you might be more independent and you do some other things on your own, it might be a little different, but still, there's a nurse code. So here's what happened. Um, we have a patient on the unit. It's been there for a while. Um, I'm not going to give super specifics because I don't want to violate anybody's privacy. Um, but the, the patient is not doing well. They're nearing the end of life. There's quite a few uh, comorbidities happening. Um, and, you know, the nurse is doing a great job taking care of the patient. Um, the nurse is communicating with the lab, the doctors, the the techs, the patient's getting lots of tests, lots of labs, lots of MRIs, all, all sorts of, all the things, right? The, the stack, if you will, of medical tests that you need to get when you're uh, full code and nearing the end of life and trying to figure out kind of what the next steps are. This nurse colleague of mine is doing a good job. We'll say she, okay? She's doing a good job. And, and uh, the family is having a hard time. I don't know if it's uh, grasping what's actually happening, um, if they are in denial about the the patient's situation, like how close they are, you know, to the end of life. Um, whatever the situation is, they're all dealing with a lot. It's a very large family. So at some point, they bring in a friend or they were calling this person the patient's caregiver. They didn't say that the, that it was the person's nurse. They didn't say it was a family friend. They just said that it was the patient's caregiver. So the caregiver comes in, I guess, as a as an interpreter. She wanted to apparently get information from the nurse that we that she could then interpret to give the information to the family in a way that they would understand. Now, I want to be very clear here in talking about when I was in nursing school. One of the things that we learn about in nursing school is how to communicate with non-medical professionals in a way that makes it so that they can understand what's happening. 
it is a skill that we are taught and it is a skill that we are tested on on a regular basis when you're in nursing school. There's really no need to have someone interpret uh, what is being said unless you don't speak the language that the nurse is speaking, which again, we are also taught that we don't use family members to uh, interpret what we're saying when it comes to medical terminology because we have professional interpreters that do. My colleague is explaining what's happening um, and everything seems okay as the day goes on. They're all very um, nervous and anxious and asking a lot of questions and that's okay. We get it. But later in the day after the patient had had a scan done, uh, the, the quote nurse caregiver, and I did that with air quotes, with my fingers, you know I did. And uh, she approaches the nurse and says, so like, I want to know the results of the scan. And the nurse says, well, the scan is done. Um, it is not for me to interpret the results. Uh, that is for the doctor. And I have already called the doctor and let them know that you are here and would like to talk about the scan. This caregiver nurse person um, decides that they are going to then say, well, I'm a nurse and I can interpret the results. So I'm going to back up and say, nurses don't interpret results. Radiologists or radiology techs whose sole job is to do these tests don't interpret the scans. They will write a report that says impression and they might even give some type of not diagnosis but like a whole thing of what they saw like uh, I'm making this up, mass found in left lower lobe that measures this, this, and that. It is then the doctor who reads the report and looks at the scan and then says, that mass is indicative of cancer or whatever the issue. This is explained to this caregiver person. And uh, they're kind of not taking no for an answer. They're saying, you know, uh, well, just read it to me. And I can interpret it because I'm a nurse and I've worked for this amount of time and I worked 20 years or whatever, whatever. Um, so uh, my colleague says, no, I'm not going to do that because what's going to happen is I'm going to read this to you and then you're going to either A, have lots of questions or B, the family's going to have questions or C, when you're going to interpret it wrong or D, when the doctor comes to speak with you, your first words are going to be, well, the nurse said. And because I value my license and I value my education and I value my job, I am not going to violate what is in my scope of practice to please you in this moment. You will just have to wait for the doctor. Now, she said it much nicer than that. Okay, so let's let's keep that uh, she was very polite. She was very professional. Um, and she explained uh, her standpoint. Uh, and the, again, the family has no reason, the family caregiver has no reason to announce that they're a nurse. Okay. When my grandmother was dying, God rest her soul, I called the hospital on a regular basis, um, not, you know, just to kind of get an update of information because I am one of the only medical professionals in my family. And so I wanted to kind of know from a nursing standpoint what was going on. The only time I had called the hospital and spoke to the nurses maybe five times before I finally said that I was a nurse. And it was only because I could feel 
the nurse on the other end trying to explain to me what was going on in layman terms, not using medical. And they were going, uh, and it's kind of like, so, okay, so your liver. And I said, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I'm a nurse. I work in, and, and, and they, they were so kind. They said, oh, where do you work? And I said, I work in acute care. Um, and they said, oh, okay, this is what's going on. And then you could feel the, the breath of relief as they explained to me the way they would explain to a doctor or a colleague. That is the only time that I have ever pulled the nurse card. Like, oh, I'm a nurse. I don't pull it for like street cred. I don't pull it because I want to sound important. I don't pull it because I want to act like I know more than I actually know. I only use it to help the nurse that's giving me information. Okay? Um, Which I think is appropriate for all of you. Now, this is my opinion, but I, I want you guys to know that we don't really care if you're a nurse or not unless it's relevant to getting information, right? Um, Maybe if you were a nurse that was caring for your parent and you caught something that we need to know about, we would care. But just coming in and saying, I'm a nurse. This is my great uncle Stephen's cousin's brother's nephew and I'm a nurse. Oh, Thank you for your service. Okay. I know that makes me sound like an asshole, but this is this is really bothersome because here's the thing. You're not telling us that you're a nurse because you respect us back, right? And you're not telling me that you're a nurse because you understand what the scope of practice is. You're not telling me that you're a nurse because you're patting me on the back and saying, girl, I get it. You're telling me you're a nurse to try to get me to do something that violates my scope of practice and therefore my, you know, honesty, ethicalness that the nation respects. So you know what that tells me? You're not a fucking nurse. You're lying to me, right? And maybe you are a nurse. But you're not a nurse that works in acute care, okay? No disrespect to nurses that are educators, nurses that are case managers, nurses that work in home health, nurses that work in assisted livings, nurses that own businesses, nurses that run their own IV, you know, company or whatever. Mad respect to all the nurses out there doing whatever you got to do, whatever you want to do, living your best life, okay? I'm saying... You're not a nurse that understands the nursing that I'm talking about. And so if you really are a nurse, you're acting foolish, okay? We all know you're not telling the truth. We all know you don't know what you're talking about. And if you were a nurse who knew what you were talking about, you wouldn't act this way, right? Being an LVN does not make you a nurse. Being a medical assistant does not make you a nurse. Working as a CNA or a caregiver for 850,000 fucking years doesn't make you a nurse. Does it make you knowledgeable about certain things? Yes. Does it mean that you've got experience that is valid? Yes. Does it mean that you do the good work and you deserve praise? Most definitely yes. Does it make you a nurse? No. Do you get to pull the nurse card on me? No. 
And again, if I said, I'm a firefighter because my son's a firefighter, my cousin's a firefighter, I studied firefighters, I started firefighter school and didn't finish. So I'm like, you know, a firefighter. (laughs) I get it. Or how about this? How about I went to cosmetology school, fun fact, fun fact, Brandy RN thought about being a cosmetologist. I went to cosmetology school. I did all the things except graduate. (laughs) And I think I might have missed a few hours of uh, actual like hands-on experience. Um, Am I a cosmetologist, guys? Would you trust me to be your cosmetologist? I don't think you would. I do do a mean keratin treatment on my own hair, though. I will tell you that. But I'm not a cosmetologist. I would never walk into a hair salon and go, I used to be a cosmetologist, or I'm a cosmetologist, so this is how I want my hair. Like, no. No, thank you. Um, and I know you guys are out there laughing, and but if you really think about it, it's, it's ridiculous, right? You wouldn't go into any other profession, any other situation, and say things like this. And here we're talking about life and death, um, health versus sickness, um, trust versus no trust. I mean, diagnosis versus, you know, misdiagnosis. And, and you're pretending that what you know is the same as what I know. I mean, even things I don't know, I have more resources than the layperson to find out, right? What I'm saying is, just be honest. It doesn't help me. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help your family member or your friends when you pretend to be something that you're not. Um, as nurses, we are doing our job to the best of our abilities. You don't get VIP points for being in healthcare. If anything, what we're going to wonder when you say that you're a nurse and you're asking us to do weird things is why you're so darn confused. But overall, your posturing, your attitude, ultimately, ultimately, at the end of the day, just takes away from the care and the energy that we're trying to give to your loved one. I don't have time to explain to you how potassium is processed in your body or what the normal levels are and why those are the normal levels or what's the best course of action if you've got, you know, an ingrown toenail. Like, I I don't really have time to explain that to you. I'm I'm sorry. Maybe in another time, um, I have no problem. I love having close relationships with family members, with patients. So please don't think that I'm like complaining about family members asking questions. That's not what this is about at all. This is about taking time and energy away from the care that I'm giving to the person that you love that you're here to see because you're trying to make the situation all about you. Ultimately, there was an argument that took place between my colleague and this caregiver person. Like a true professional, my colleague just said, well, you know, apologies for how you feel. I'm not comfortable releasing this information and stepped out of the room. To be fair, some of the yelling had something to do with like maybe the doctor not responding or um, results not coming back in time. And I will do an episode on the aggression that's happening in the nursing field. But I do want to remind everybody and anybody who's listening, we don't control what the doctors do. I can't do anything but call and say the family is very adamant that they want to see you. Um, Hey, there is an order for a stat lab and we needed it like an hour ago. I know you guys are short, but what do I need to do to get this happening faster? 
those are the steps that I can take as a nurse. When you yell at nurses because you're not getting your way with other medical professionals, you're literally killing the messenger. Like, it's not okay to pretend that you are any profession other than the profession that you're in. And most nurses don't announce that they're nurses. <laughs> and the reason is because the moment people find out you're a nurse, you are suddenly their on-call provider. Hey, I've got this lump on my ass. Can you tell me what it is if I send you a picture? And no, I am not kidding. You guys are fucking weird, bro. Like seriously, the moment you find out somebody's a nurse, no holes barred. You're like, okay, I've got this growth on my ass. Or I wonder if she could tell me why I smell like that after sex or whatever crazy. Why do my gym pants smell like this? I mean, it, it's insane. I don't know what you're thinking. You're sitting there shaking your head back and forth like, wow, the nerve of some people. How disgusting. But I would just bet if you thought back hard enough, you can think of that time you asked Becky Ann about that growth. Or you asked so-and-so's sister who's in nursing school about that hair. Mm-mm-mm. Shame on you. Just kidding. No, I'm not. Anyway, back to um, everything. I do want to mention that the family member, I believe, did do some weird, like, passive-aggressive apology after all the yelling and um, all of that. Uh, but it it really wasn't anything. It was more uh, trying to show that they were still more important. It was just like a reason to talk to the nurse again because the nurse wasn't having it, right? Um, so... At the end of the day, what do you think that that gained? Uh, Both the family that was already stressed out, right? The family was already having a hard time with the situation and their their family member was going through it. And how did her inserting her fake nurseness into fake nurseness? I like that. How did that help? It didn't. And I mean, maybe I hope looking back she realizes that. But uh, really, I just want to say that Nobody would ever even think, it would be blasphemy to pretend to be a police officer, a pilot, um, maybe, I don't know, even a chef. I, I wouldn't trust some lay person off the street to come in and just, I'm a chef, let me cook in your kitchen. So I really don't need the advice of a fake nurse either. And I mean that with all due respect. Um, nurses work very hard. Uh, we are a very well-respected profession for a reason. I think the mass majority of people understand that. And I'm not saying that this is a thing that everybody does, but I definitely want to make it apparent that it's not okay. And again, we know that you're lying. (laughs) You don't know what you don't know what you don't know, right? So nothing you can say will convince me that you're a nurse uh, when you're not. So let's just keep the focus where it belongs on your loved one and our patients. Let's respect each other. Let's remember that nurses are people too. And we're all just here to do the best for our patients. So that's it. This may have sounded like I was venting at certain points, but uh, I maybe was a little bit. But, you know, it really grinds my gears. (laughs) No, really, it is pretty frustrating. So I hope that you guys take it seriously. I hope that you understand uh, the nurse's point of view for where we're coming from because 
For all of you listening out there, you're either a nurse in nursing school, you love a nurse, or you're just nosy and want to know what we're thinking all the time. So regardless of what it is, love your nurses. We're here to save you. Watch that road rage because I might just be your nurse one day. And we'll see you next time. Bye. enjoyed that episode of The Break Room, feel free to like, share, comment, and subscribe. I'm always looking for new topics for new episodes, and I'm also here to answer any questions. So if there's something you want to talk about, just let me know. See you next time.